Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends, a deeply religious podcast putting all of its faith in the gods of sport. My name is Big T and I have some very divisive ideas about who are the most recent incarnations of the gods of each sport and I'll get into those in a moment. We're recording on pews in one of rugby league's best churches, like it over. No one is here with us. It's an empty room, bro. <laughs> it's fuck, it is as empty as you'll get, so all of those jokes about that can go get fucked. To my left is a man who looks and smells like he stumbled into this sanctuary and finally wants to change his life. It's Miguel Sanchez. How's it going? Welcome good to back. be back. Thanks, man. Had a good week I missed off. missed you. Yeah, I missed you guys too. Nobody else. To my right is a man who could eat more <laughs> Easter eggs than the Easter bunny can hide and would still be fitter and faster than that bunny. It's the doctor. Hello, hello. Uh, our views are our own, so our manager who runs us, uh, who runs our cover band for the Australian band, The Preachers, can stop asking us, is this how we feel? Before we move on, can I go back to the gods of sport bit? Yeah. And, and feel go free to jump in. Please. please go back. Let me preach to you. Jordan was the most recent incarnation of the god of basketball. Gretzky is the most recent for ice hockey. Babe Ruth for baseball. Brady for NFL. At me. Ooh. Pele for soccer. Bradman for cricket. Lee Matthews for AFL and Andrew Johns for Rugby League. You can at me about any or all of them, but from my religious research of miracles, these old mates who I believe are the most recent gods of each of those sports. Papacante, can you tell us about the gods of badminton, please? <laughs> she would know for sure. And what about your one where they fucking bicycle kick for volleyball? I'm sure oh, there's some that? gods yeah, of that sport oh, in Thailand I've or whatever. That already. Mm. Yeah, that was fucking weird. That yeah, that's gone through the Cooper. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Memory's pretty pretty shocking. <laughs> let's let's talk about we're drinking these old mates. Iron Jack, crisp Australian lager. Yeah. And yeah, it was added a bit come... of um lemonade, you'd have the most awesome dro- designated driver's. <laughs> Is this shandy. one of Billy Slater's half like mm. midstream yeah. four I feel like we should off. sit on some milk crates. Yeah. Maybe in a laneway with some graffiti. There's nothing worse than a beer that when you discover it's midstream. No. I think it's light. I'm sorry. But that, that's good. It's all about the flavour when you drink. I mean it's not about getting drunk, right guys? I just I just did a I just did the game of what's the smallest number when I went to the bottle Yeah. That's how they get I just assumed it'd say light beer on it somewhere if it was. Because I ignored all the other light beers. 3.5% listeners. Is that light on It's like getting a lactose-free chocolate Easter egg. Mm. (laughs) Needs a lemonade. (laughs) It's just not the same. Uh, Speaking of Easter eggs, Doctor, what'd you do this weekend? Well, this weekend we could um, backtrack and call it a mockery. Because (laughs) (laughs) only in the activities that I've completed... Um, spent a lot of time with family, but went and saw the Book of Mormon. Oh, yeah, Which wow. is an absolute mockery of the religion. It Very is good. amazing. Excellent love, time to be watching oh, such a perfect show. Perfect timing. Yep. I don't know if that was part of the plan when we booked tickets, but that was awesome. Yep. And then the following day, we went and saw the movie Death of Stalin, which oh, is that takes the piss out of Stalin. Khrushchev, isn't it? Nikita? Nice. Yeah, Nikita Khrushchev is a big part of it. Is Steve Buscemi the... Yeah, he's yeah. Khrushchev. Fuck, I love It that is guy. fucking hilarious. I would recommend it to Yeah, anyone. I did see the shorts for that and think that would be something that I could get, get around. I'm not someone that knows too much about... History. Um, well, history and in detail, I know. Well, there's a bunch of commies. But, but <laughs> the fact that I was able to have my father-in-law like recount the actual versions of history and how these characters took part in it was quite funny. So Add some context I'd recommend to the that. film. Yeah, all right. What it's, about on you? it's on the list. Uh, it was a quiet Easter tea. Like most people I knew were away. Right. Um, but it was pretty nice. Just hit the beach, a couple of skewies. You going to see Fat Dave? I heard that. No, no, no. Well, I'll congratulate him now. So yeah. he was here last week yeah. being fat and shit. But yeah. he's had his, he was waiting for 
the second charger. The second charger, and they've had it, and it all seems to be pretty swell. What so an absolute can... fucking Ford pack that family's producing. Oh, they're producing <laughs> some fucking prop forwards for sure. <laughs> um, so congrats to them. Um, still unbeknownst to me how he managed to sneak out and watch Limp Biscuit. <laughs> on Sunday night, and yeah. I'm going to extend my apologies to you boys for not making it because I was a fucking cooked chicken. No, it was actually Sunday. so much better. I've I'm forgot. sure it was. I mean, I've got very little redeeming social value, yeah. but Jesus. I paid for a ticket. So Fred, I, uh, Fred Durst noted your absence. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he did. Put it in the minutes. And uh, I had an excellent weekend away. Went yeah, down how was your coast. weekend, T? Tell us. It was great, and I spent a time, some time with a whole bunch of other people. The highlight, though, was on Saturday we did TDLs, which are a talk, drink, learn thing. They're, they're all the rage or something at the moment, the kids tell me. And one of the fucking guys who's a Manly fan did it on the 1989 grand final and just went, like, minute by minute through that fucking grand final. Play by play. Telling us why we fucking lost. He would have loved it. Well, I sat there fucking booing him. Luckily, you get to heckle, so I was heckling the shit out of him. And... Uh, and I ended up coming second of the whole night because you get points for heckling. And oh. so because my presentation wasn't particularly good, there were fucking heaps of excellent ones. But because I had so much fucking... So much ammo. Man, I, fucking, I fucking lined him up. So How were the great. points tallied throughout the night? Uh, class is there dojo. A winner? You know that oh. app that some, yeah, some right. of our friends use? Yeah, it's fucking... So, so there's someone in they the back going... They use it hog's breath, don't they? You know, <laughs> count all the good things you do. They do, yep. yeah. Use some manners. Yeah. Point. <laughs> Point. We used it once in a box to tell you how much we were drinking as oh, well at one time. True. That was great. That's, that's great. what it was designed for, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. And uh, so that was great. I did my. Who was that person? Can you incognito yeah, it's not who over it Nick. He's. Uh, okay, I, I've got it from that. Yeah. yeah. And so, great guy. Lapse of judgment for that for those three minutes. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I reckon good. he's trying to convert. Maybe he's well, trying yeah, to bridge hands. Religious he's... undercurrents, you know, trying yeah. to like you've got palm to show money. <laughs> Before you can uh, fully understand a football team, you've got to know the history. So Yeah, yeah. and look, a lot of the uh, people in the room who were who were casual Tigers fans, just because I am, were, were like felt sympathetic. Like, oh, they were so close and they lost your poor thing. It's like, fuck, thanks, ladies, get involved. Yeah. Welcome to our brethren. Um, let's get into this. And all your supporters turning up. Thank you very much. Yeah, brah. Yeah, bruh. Yeah, bruh. Uh, so thank yous. I want to thank those people for an excellent uh, weekend away. No one's really bigged us up in socials, so I'm going to ignore all of those people. But uh, I'll also throw to FD one more time. What a legend. Thanks for stepping in and doing such a better job than you normally do. It was a week. fucking far inferior effort, I have to say, <laughs> being a listener and a and a... And a guest on the show, like you he's think? just. You're lucky that the tape gate thing was such a big thing because the episode would have been called the puss. Yeah. If- <laughs> oh, <laughs> how many times can you say that word? Oh, that's right. an FD special. And it, was I, a, it was a sponsorship yeah, deal. Going that's on. a lexical nightmare, and he needs to to bin that. Like I was just listening to him thinking how putrid he sounded the whole time. <laughs> can I just anyway, say so thanks to him? It's and the people state away. kind round in um, true. Let's not bully. Tigers, no, I think West Tigers, West Tigers, West Tigers. They all had it, didn't they? Bance, no, no, no. Just Bance is West. definitely okay. So I was thinking about staying kind to everyone on the podcast. Nah, other. you're good. This is the nature of it is the Bance. So. Yeah, look, maybe stay kind during the Parramatta Tigers recap. Yeah. Because that's the only that was the only game that they have the stay kind oh, okay. cup. We'll just keep it. Keep it. Just in that bit, maybe. Just no, go no, high school. To each no, other. It's just a joke, sir. So. Right. <laughs> didn't realise I was hurting their feelings. <laughs> uh, anybody, what well, you, Doctor, you got to thank you? I'd love to thank the South Park creators that created the Book right. of Mormon because yep. those are two geniuses. They are fucking good. They have crossed the genres of cartoon magic into... Um, Theatrical magic? Yeah, musical magic. Musical, musical but magic. But they were slow. I don't want to spoil it for anyone out there, but Please there were Cartman interpretations throughout the okay. um, performance. So Peppered with South Park references. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I would imagine, yeah. Have you been to it yet? No. Are you going to go to it? Oh, I might. I mean, good friend of the pod, Jock Johnson, has also went and had an equally rave review about how good it was. Yeah. I got tickets. The most beautiful tiger bought them for me for Christmas. I'm Jade. Yeah, when is it? Let's not it's say three that. weeks or something. Yeah, let's keep it incognito. I'm thanking Zombie Jesus for this and the calendar robots for <laughs> such an excellent long weekend. Like it was the longest of long weekends I actually feel now. Like it's been It's been rad. It's been rad. It's mm. been a reasonable amount of time and I'm not religious in any way, shape or form, but thanks to all those plebs. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh what about this? Like, you, oh, you thanked someone already, didn't you? Well, yeah. Also, when I was away, all those people, none of them are big rugby league people except for Knockover Nick, and they were all really happy to sit with me and watch football on Friday and Sunday. So I'm going to thank, double thank them for that. That was great. If anybody watched a series of rugby league games, they'd never go back to watching Union or AFL or soccer. <laughs> That'll never get old, nope. that, that soundbite. Not once. Who is this bloke? I think that's fucking, it's someone, it's some immortal. I can't remember which one, but it's during. Um, so he's not in the Hall of Fame yet. He is. He'll be automatically in it. <laughs> not in that quote. Thursday yeah. uh, Night Cows and the Black Panthers at the Wet Towel. I was drunk through most of this because we just arrived and whatever. So, But uh, I did watch the replay and I was surprised the cows couldn't get back into this game. Panthers just really seemed dangerous. You were saying before that considering um, New South Wales. Nathan Cleary is out. Yeah. Yeah. So Maloney just stood the fuck up and was amazing. And if Origin was this week, because I love talking about Origin, he'd fucking captain coach them this Wednesday. Into victory. Real. Yeah. He was setting up tries, he was scoring them, and he was doing this all without Cleary. Um, so incredible performance. 4-16. Oh, I haven't told you the new game. You might remember it from if you listened last week. I now don't tell you the score until the end, and then you've got to guess from my... Uh, what you say. Yeah. 4-16 at halftime, and to commence... Um, the, black, the cows got up straight away. Tamalolo as well. Oh, no, this is what actually happened straight away. Tamalolo from the kickoff did a fucking bone-chillingly awesome hit-up. Tamalolo, who's that fucking excellent guy who's playing yeah. for Samoa and shit, runs at six guys, accidentally picks out one of them and destroys him. You see, <laughs> he is exercised and his soul fucking disappears. We sincerely hope that that guy has a speedy recovery and that his, his did soul he, Did he go body. off? Because yeah. oh, I was it. also pretty drunk when I watched part of this game. So He was done. Poor Isaiah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, speedy recovery. Cows came back and scored uh, with the first to score in, that, in the second half and then there was a bit of a sniff of a comeback, but Maloney took control again and set up another amazing try, kicked a field goal. Black Panther scored again on the bell, making the final score. 33-16. Close. There's no mention of Cowboys scoring in that recount. It's 14. 33-14, yeah. That's fucked close enough. It was really good. JT's kicking game, that's one thing I remember from that. He was missing by, I mean, pretty hard kicks like from the sideline, but he's a person you would synonymise with accuracy. It rubbed off throughout the round. Yeah, and like five or ten metres to either side. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. I didn't notice. It was only on the socials later that I saw so many people complaining about him... um, Looking old and tired. I didn't see it. Yeah, well, I mean, if this kicking game was anything to go by, he looked yeah. like he was having an off night, which, you know, is possible for any player regardless of their calibre in the game. Especially with a boot like that. Yeah. If you make the ones he does. Yeah. Tweets at Dazza underscore 20. How good is getting a win before a four-day weekend? That's a good start, Dazza. Yeah. At Storm Chaser 182, Maloney just earned every cent taking down the premiership favourites at home ground. Oh, yeah. At Rewster, R-E-W-S-T-E-R-7, 
Sharks fan, Sharks fans must love seeing Maloney dominate for the Panthers. I agree. The fact that they've let him go, yeah, yeah. Gronk move, and James Smith one zero zero one. Another chat, uh, another great win by the infighting Panthers who hate their coach, who have lost the shed, and have made all the players want to leave. Fucking hash crisis. And I agree. You remember at the beginning of the year when there was all this chat about that, and they had yeah. two guys leave. They had um, that Gronk, who now plays for the Titans. Um. And he left, and then Mario Seegs is telling me right now while he's listening, I'm sure. Yeah. And uh, then they also had Cartwright. <laughs> Cartwright, four. They had, he left and went to the Titans. They just had um, Peachy's signed with, I think, the Titans as well next year. So they've, they've, it looks like everyone's leaving and everybody yeah. hates the coach, and that was the whole narrative. But they're looking good. But yeah, that was a big surprise, to be honest. Like, mm, I didn't tip him. But that's been an ongoing. No, neither thing. did I. And well, that's been spooned on from when Wallace was being coached by him in Broncos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And now I'm trying to think of that other player that's gone. He's the captain of um, well, the Panthers, and Anthony Griffin still. Moylan also left, didn't he? Yeah, Moylan, Matt yeah. Moylan. Yeah. Yeah, but that was yeah. That was and that thing. was also allegedly because of it. And they all that all that shit about um, Gus coming down and taking over training sessions. Anyway, whatever. Good on them. Friday, Rabbits and the Oons at Withdrawal Stadium. Watch this one with a bunch of people who often don't watch football, all those people I went away with, and it was refreshing to hear their commentary. They wanted a lot more violence, which I thought was great and unexpected. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine that. <laughs> Particularly when Bird just elbowed the guy at full step and was put on report, the room fucking were bemused and couldn't Did you work think he should have been put on report for that? No, he made contact. Yeah, it was a premeditated. That's reportable. Yeah. Anyway, they were surprised that that, that that was a problem. They all hated George Burgess's haircut. Did you see that, Gronk? Oh, I haven't seen his haircut. Oh, he looks like Putrid. He looks like a British backpacker who wants to take up surfing and so he thinks the first step is to get a Gronkish hair, like a grommet haircut. Yeah, right. Yeah, he'd be right. So, what a strategy. Conversions were gross. I mean, that, that amazing one... With um, four. Oh, Kieran Foran. Yeah, oh, the fucking Gaelic football <laughs> kick. Pat Picanti was saying what a fucking shit game that was to watch yeah. in terms of like fumbling and errors and just a well, whole bunch of dog shit. But from there, it got super fiery. They liked the ball um, being th- uh, like that time when it got thrown back into George's head. There was a tackle where nothing was doing, and then they threw it in George's head, which looked great because his hair looked so shit <laughs> in the wrong direction. But then they were all firing up. The saddest part, though, at the very beginning of the game, M. Bai got knocked the fuck out like a boxer slowly falling and hitting the mat. I don't yeah, know if you've yeah, seen any replays of Nah, but I hate seeing that kind of shit. I mean, I loved watching it at the time, but I was praying for his soul because he also got exercised. Yeah. Um, and so did the other guy. I don't know. The 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 tackler? Yeah, the, the South guy. I, didn't, I never worked out who that was. Anyway, so we hope that they both have their souls returned to them soon. The Morris twins put on two excellent tries again. No one... Uh, is sure who, which one was which, who scored and who set it up. So their mum, I think, was invited to help work out who got the try system, who got the try. <laughs> that's she who got gave, called into the bunker. That's yeah. who gave George the haircut. And the second one was that one that Foran fucked up, which was hilarious. Just before the half, half, Inglis fired up and scored, and then he was in every rabbit's face just trying to get them G'd up, yeah. and he was firing. It was fucking great to watch. At the 50 minutes mark was when that ball was thrown into George's head and the rabbits were all G'd, and it looked like they were going to win because um, they really put some mongrel in, and it was 10-16. When the game was really starting to gear up. 10-16 yeah. to the dogs. To the dogs, yeah. With five to go, the Oonspays, um with five to go. Oh, no, that Dewey guy um, who's now playing because Reynolds is out. Oh, the name that they can't pronounce. Yeah, put in a little kick and they scored. Make it 14-16. Rabbits with all the momentum and through grit and determination, Souths kept up lo- offloading and moving the ball through the middle and scored. Finishing another great... 
another good Friday South Dogs game. 2016. 20 to 16. Yeah, right. And um, there was an incredible... Not unexpected, like... I mean, they were probably pretty evenly matched, those teams, I feel. Yeah, isn't that sad? Because one's the Oonspace. I know. And How's the New South Wales forward pack looking like? Oh, fucking dog shit. In fact, that was the saddest <laughs> thing. That was the saddest thing because excellent. Can't stay away from Origin. No. It's, it's, sad. it's out of every pore. Um, bring it up the hype. Yeah. Um, tall, tall Hayden, who's an excellent, uh, excellent West Tigers Twitter account, put up a devastatingly sad video about Aaron Woods, which shows the last three tackles. Um, of that game. That that end up losing the game to the space. One, he puts no effort into the first tackle. Second one, he's bumped off. And then the third one, he can't put the guy down, so he gives the offload that ends up scoring a try. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, God, that's sad to watch. Especially because I like the guy personally. It's He doesn't look it's good It's hard for to Oregon. watch, yeah. Do you think they'll pick him? Not now, not at the moment. No, no. way. There's no way you could. And also, Clemmer, I don't, you wouldn't know he's playing except for his number on his back. He's also absent. <laughs> Fading, fading into obscurity. They've got yeah. less time at the cafe, those two, and a bit more training yeah, time, maybe. Yeah. Less, couple of less lattes, a bit more right. time on the field. Boomsy was fucking all over this on social. Boomsy, a friend of the pod, Boomsy, eight. Don't know how um, we are in this game. Playing awful and down by six. Hope to see my man at Greg Inglis get over the line, though, at Sports BFFs. And then he did moments after that, so good on yeah. you, Boom. And then he messaged me not long after with that because just to prove how South Sydney I am, nephew loses his shit at half time and they were asked to leave. <laughs> yeah, right. He sits on the train on the way home next to a Tigers fan, gets off at Redfern Station, doesn't live in Redfern, just gets off at Redfern Station, sits in the car park cheering him home. And when he then he got back on his scooter with his jersey beeping at every pub on the way home from Bonnie Bode. <laughs> True fan. At Pat Picanti also wrote, Bulldogs are giving South so many penalties and we're just wasting them all away. And when that mistakes... Oh, and when that makes me sad, I just think about Kieran Foran missing a conversion in front of the posts yeah. at Sports. It's a good contribution, Pat. No, she's good. So much complaining about referees on the socials that I got mm. off it, though, uh, for the rest of that game. So put your head in South St. Oons fans. Fuck me. Rule enforcement is the right way to go, you gronks. Yep. And as Mario says, at Mario Siegs underscore... I'm going to a game next month, and I don't care if there's 80 penalties. Refs are in a war with coaches who want their players to be David Warner. Go Ooh, refs. Sandy. Go refs. I fucking love that tweet. That's the sandpaper of the yeah, week. Fucking yeah. I'm fucking loving that. I agree, too. Yep. Yep. I can get behind Seags on that one. And I thought we'll the probably refereeing today was great. In the, in the, sorry? I thought the refereeing in the Tigers yeah, yeah, game was, was good. Fine. There was a lot of penalties, but it's appropriate. Yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. Uh, still on that day, whatever day that was, <coughs> Old Gill versus Storms at the Whiteout Park. Fuck, what the fuck's that about? Here's a ref fault. Everyone hated this game. We don't game. ref's fault here, do we? I thought this was a ref's No, this is... Oh, we're ref's faulting? No, we aren't. No. <laughs> Everyone hated this game because it was littered with penalties. Everyone in the socials and on fucking normal media. It also didn't help that Matt Chechen had an incredible sounding whistle. Oh, really? Oh, fuck. Oh, really? Was it Easter whistle? It rung out like an air horn in a small, dirty bathroom. It was just every time he blew it. It's a good sound. Oh, it's unreal. Gill ended up conceding 14 penalties and the Storms 19. And so normally in a game there would have been 14 penalties and now that that was what the Gill got and the Storms got 19. That is a lot. However, Gill also made 12 errors and the Storms made 15. So fuck off out of here. You're going to tell me the penalties are the only problem. Yeah. To put that into context, the Oons who also just lost, conceded 13 penalties, which is a lot, but only made eight errors, and they still lost. Yeah. So you shit if you're making 15 errors. The game was fine. Watching Smith get penalised was... That was tasty. First in his career. Yep. 
I, in, I think in NRL, I'm not. I couldn't. I wonder if he's ever been binned in, in Origin. Like Origin or for Australia. But anyway, uh, could be his career. Uh, and for talking back as well, that's yeah, the best yeah. one for he could have ever got. Chirpy fucker. What a moment in football history. Yeah. Anyway. He fucking got like, I mean, the fans just erupted when he got <laughs> They didn't they miss were him. fucking giving oh, it to him. It was great. Do you know the score? Uh, I feel like. 14, I've just explained it to you. 14, 14 6. 14 4. Well, 14 2. 14 4. 14 4. Two penalties that they kicked and that's it. And Billy Slater's dive just while we're on oh, that game. God. Fuck. You would have noticed it as a dive ball. Expert. Well, that's the thing. And I always, I mean, I probably know more about football. They wouldn't know it from this podcast. I'm more about <laughs> soccer than I know about NRL. <laughs> but that was a fucking, that was a yeah. EPL-esque dive. Yeah. Like he's taken the quick tap. I can't remember the player from the Sharks who was... Luke ale- Lewis. Luke Lewis, who was allegedly in his way, but there was literally no contact yeah. at all. And I'm pretty sure Lewis ended up getting binned off he did. that. Which did is he? fucking he ridiculous. Got so so and got, all yeah. the fucking Fox commentator had to say was, Billy Slater, what a genius. Like that, yeah. I mean... That's not genius, and I get worried when I... Did I'm, he say that? He said, what a genius. Oh, and I'm pretty no. sure it was Fox Sports. I watched the replay. Um, and when you're starting to draw comparisons between diving in the APL and in rugby league, yeah. you know, that's fucked. Yeah, that's not Like genius. taking <laughs> professional fouling to a whole new yeah. realm of bullshit. I'm just not a fan. Fuck you, Billy Slater. At my underscore Aaron, excellent Twitter account, the Tigers broke the storm. True that. Yep. At Sea Eagle Spur, Cam Smith was just penalised for back chat, then binned. I don't want to exaggerate, but this could be the greatest night in rugby league history. No, that's not hyperbole. No. Not, a, not an inch of hyperbole there. At underscore West underscore Sydney underscore. Yeah, Fucking no, elf. You're really good, bold Westie. For the first time in rugby league history, a ref has sent off another ref. <laughs> <laughs> At Christina A. Ra, the best part of the game was the fight that happened on the 80th minute whilst up, up Cronulla was being played loudly in the background and the cheerleaders going onto the field and dancing around it all at the oh, same really? time. <laughs> <laughs> Poor high- timing, fellas. Yeah, that should be Fuck. the highlight reel. <laughs> Brooke three, at Brooke301, no one enjoyed this game. She's quoting Paul Fortin. Honey, I can assure you this isn't one. Oh, I can assure you there isn't one Sharkies fan who was disappointed tonight by Ref Cam getting 10 in the <coughs> bin. Laughy cryface. At Caleb Shanks. Had the craziest dream last night. At Cam Smith 9 was there for a bit. (laughs) 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 And he tagged Cam Smith in. And he has an incredible video, which is him getting, which is Cam Smith getting binned and the the Cronulla people getting it to him. It's a great piece of footage. And then, but then it has the the bit from Big Mouth where he's waking up from a wet dream with his fucking cheers every day. (laughs) It's an excellent video. You should get around it. We're going to move on. We all good? Yeah, yeah. Let's go. Saturday, Chicken Chow Money versus Circus at the Foam Neck Brace. Ooh. Absolute Blake Green Show. The halfback from Manly, who wasn't Manly, is loving his life in New Zealand. Directly playing, he's direct playing or directing play beautifully, choosing who to pass to perfectly, kicking on a dime. He's killing it and running the entire game. It is bizarre to see the money have a back line like Kronk, Kiri, Tedesco and Latrell. And they don't fucking score every play. Yeah. When they put it on mm. in the first, uh, in the first few minutes, they did it. It went through all of those hands, and the trail scored incre- an incredible runaway try in the corner. But then they just couldn't click for the rest of the game. Um, it's got to be worrying signs for them because we were saying a couple of weeks ago how we thought they would be. They clicked. And they clicked, and they were. Yeah. Where were they? They beat the Urn Space, and yeah. then we both said, "Looks like they're starting to fire up." And they beat someone last week, didn't they? When uh, you weren't here. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, they did. Anyway, and then um, 
But this is, I mean, I don't know if this is just chicken chow money being shut off the Warriors are the fucking real deal. I mean, because that's one of my questions. Ooh, uh, what's your gut tell Warriors you? Warriors are four, huh? Well, first of all, let me ask you, what was the score? Because I gave you no clues. I want to say like 23 only got one try. Reese has only got one try. Yeah. Six points 22 to six. 23 six? More than that. 30. 30 to six, Doctor. 30 well to six, good one. No, now, um, their best player, the circus's best player, arguably, Sean Johnson, wasn't even in this game. Yeah. He was yeah. out. So the fact that they can win this <coughs> without him, other circus, the real deal. Uh, they're looking year. pretty good. I wouldn't say real deal, but I'm. Yeah, it's I'd pretty say, consistent. I'd, I'd say they're up there with the Knights, going to give everyone a good run. Well, the Knights are fading already because you're also yeah. going to remember that the Warriors usually their best time is during Origin. So if they True. can, if they've got some kind of momentum now, fucking go even crazy during Origin, then they're a shoe in for the eight. Yeah, yeah. Even with a bit I, of a fade, um, like to call them the Scud because you just don't know. Which, where, which way song. they're going or they're, they're coming or going. That's not bad. And Scott tipping Circus. them is a fucking pain. Oh, I think I've got to get on them now. Yeah. I kept ignoring yeah, them. Yeah, but you watch, you'll get on them and they'll, yeah. you know, yeah. 65 nil next week. At Ben Francis 136, I think most fans would agree that this is probably the best Warriors have played since Ivan Cleary was coach. What a remarkable performance. I agree. Yeah. At And what a great coach to reference. <laughs> At Michael, I, oh, sorry, Michael GF69, capital, Captain Dragon. Hope is more dangerous to a Raiders fan than, oh, this might be the wrong tweet. Yes, it is. Cool. I think the Raiders I'll come back to that. Yeah, we'll <laughs> come back to that. At Tasker, Technical error. Write that down. At, Leave that for the KB. Yeah. At Tasker, Aaron, it's so nice yet so unusual hearing Australian commentators saying positive things about the Warriors. That's also true because often you you got to listen to Warriors game and fucking roll your eyes at how blatantly lovely they are to their team even though they're getting pumped. Yeah, yeah but if Braithen Astor's not on the commentary team, <laughs> there's going to have some chance for his mayor time. Yeah, fuck. Same. Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> Dirty Bird versus the Faders at the Bad Bet. And this was an absolute Turbo Brothers show. Yeah, it was. Fucking hell, they're good. They were on everything in D and attack. And I think Tom, the Dirty Bird's fullback, ended the game with 150 try assists and 15 tries of his own. I didn't check that. But I he think that's really about well. right. could quite that. Yeah. Uh, and he they were did, running the show. That he game. did all of that before he left the game early with an ankle injury, which, of course... Um, we hope he heals quickly for for Origin because he's out playing Tedesco. I think I'd prefer to see him yeah. in the fullback at the moment instead of yeah, Tedesco. Well, fucking the other Trebojevic is definitely oh, oh, he's a walk-in. Jake. walk-in, yeah, mm. yeah, 100%. If they didn't already have two captain coaches that I'd already <laughs> know, he'd be captain coach. There's going to be heaps of people on the bench. For the, for the faders, they never had a chance. I they, mean, they, they had some points go missing, but they didn't even get into a chance where they got to into a lead and then faded. They were just fucking fade from the Yeah, they go. looked – I think it was the start of the – I mean, I watched the game with Pat Picanti at the local yeah. Ale House mm-hmm. um, and we got stitched up by changing TVs. You know when that happens at a pub? Oh. Like yeah. we're sitting there, some fuckwits come along, ask for the super rugby, gets oh, changed straight away. Right. So we're kind of moving around the pub a bit. Especially Because we're nice and we don't want to – If you know, you're on like the east it. side too and there's yeah. no roosters We don't want to blow up. But um, it looked like the start of the second half they produced some thing yeah. and then it just turned into – who can drop the ball the most. And even the Eagles were guilty of yeah. of that, just like unforced errors. But this is the best part of the season, watching Ricky Stewart trying to just trying squirm to out of a something. press conference. Yeah, I'm His getting fucking him. body language. Jared Croker, though, Fader's long-time centre and captain, yep. is cooked, in my opinion. Yeah, he's I reckon he's so over so many bad decisions. He hasn't got the same pace uh, he's done, and they really need to turn him around. They also need their halves to do a better job of game management because... I just they just couldn't get him in the game. There was no, and you do that through kicking. They didn't really look at any point like they no. were even remotely going to put pressure on them. And they still they game. have fucking Blake Austin in no. the team. What's no. doing with Blake out. Austin? He's gone. How? 
I think he's going. He wasn't, he wasn't playing that game, and I no. think he's going to another team. Fuck. That's what I I Dude. glanced over a headline earlier. Blake in the Austin. Week. What teams yeah. are going to go? You to? sure it wasn't an April Fool's? Because everybody said Benji Marshall was also walking. Oh, I mean, it might have. Mm. It might have been. I mean, fucking pretty dumb. But anyway, <laughs> Birds ended up winning. Um, but what was the score? Oh, I fucking watched the game. Thirty something. Uh, oh, camera. I watched 12? the whole goddamn game. Sixteen. Yeah, 32-16. I, I was it. just indignant about Super Rugby being put on over Rugby League. Ricky Stewart got into the press conference afterwards and the didn't, worm. didn't fucking ref's fault, which is great. He blamed the players, <laughs> saying they were soft and played like crap. Yeah, he and mentioned I'm that a lot. quoting, he said crap. He said that they they were embarrassed, uh, that they should be embarrassed to put on the Raiders jumper, jumper and play like that. Do you reckon he's on the way out at the Raiders? Well, could it, this could be his last... Thing. Last anyway, season That's what we told him to say last week So I also welcome Ricky Stewart to the show Yeah Hi Rick Thanks for listening big dog This is a fucking crap podcast <laughs> At Gareth DL 83 Blake Austin was the problem At shit no one says Fucking tell me about it <laughs> Oh here's my boy So he must have been playing then No nah, That's it's a, at shit no one says Oh right the fact that he didn't At least this week the Raiders fans won't give up a massive lead Think positive. That was from at Michael JF69. That is looking at the absolute, uh, like, skerrick of positivity mm, from the game. I like it. He's a, he's a fucking dragon. That's, that's a glass fan, half full so. kind of attitude. Sunday, and we're getting closer and closer to the game of the round. Commies versus Sandy C at uh, Neverwind Stadium. And Neverwind looked fucking beautiful. Did either of you get to see it? Yes. Nah. That oh. seaside in the background was oh. amazing. Stunning, mate. Maybe you want to fucking go. stunning. And the problem, well, the fucking thing was we were down the south coast and only when it started did the entire room go... Why the fuck didn't we go to this game? I was like, oh, fuck, why the fuck didn't I go to this you game? You had every opportunity, team. Just mm. the Dragons had a fucking great first half, and you couldn't see it on the scoreboard, but they were everywhere. And a few handling errors kept um, the, the Sandy still in it, but the Commies came across just so fucking good. They're so strong and fast. Like, they're, so, they're yeah. fucking bustling yeah. everyone in the middle third, and then they're blistering you outside. By the end of the first, so the Commies were only up by eight. Write it down, Miguel. Yeah. And looked like they it's could down. definitely, um, the Knights could definitely have a comeback. Second half, though, was a fucking written by Stalin himself as the commies fucking dominated yeah. even more. And they dominated so much that, in fact, um, I even saw a few tweets that said the Sandy, the Sandy Castles are really putting in a good effort. Oh, oh that was a talk from last oh, year. Shit. <laughs> that was last year talk. It's the last thing the Sandys want to fucking hear. Can I say? Sounds like a K-Bay tweet. Um, <laughs> good effort. We're talking about the Bulldogs Front the Spoonies mm. being the Whistleblower's props, but Jack DeBellin, oh, since he's got a haircut, yeah. <laughs> he's lost his top knot like old mate over he's here. Unreal. He starts playing like a real footballer. Yeah. He can carry the ball, he can make some tackles. <laughs> he can so run I'm, forwards. I'm putting him out there that he might be in start, the, start in start the run he, yeah. he ran straight as well. He took a mic off someone yeah. the other day and was telling them, I'm built for, I'm built for Origin, put me in the team, Fucking, yeah. here I am. I'm putting him in. I like it. Outside also, pick, that's the from the car park pick for you? No, it's no, no, fucking front row, mate. That, that's Above gonna free be free row. Yeah, that's going to be an easy layout by the looks of things. And especially when you get a team playing really well together, they love putting those combinations in. Yep. So when you've got Vaughn, Vaughn and um, and the Frizz and DeVellin all in oh, there, yes. like that's a great little... <laughs> hey, um... Did we talk about the final score? No. What was the final score? 30-12. 30-12. You looked it up, you fucking... I didn't. No, no, no. I promise. I promise I you, promise. team. I promise, Brett. At Jimmy Jack two four four, and that's really Gary Jack, Balmain fullback Isn't legend. It? At Jimmy Jack two four four, you can put a lot of success for the Dragons this year down to one James Graham, the passion he has brought to the team, and his mentoring the young players. Yeah, that might be true. He's overlooked a bit at the moment. Just saying. Well, we've got um, 
old mate's tweet on the forefront of our mind. His son plays in it for an amazing team at the moment. Do they? Yeah. Are they? How's their relationship at the moment? Yeah. Frosty as a Disney yeah, movie. Yeah, just taking the good genes though. That's all we're taking. <laughs> relationship status doesn't matter. Right. At nothing but Newcastle Knights, Brock is having the worst game we've seen him play. And that is sad because everyone was really looking forward to that half doing a great job. At Roosters Jam... With all the craziness happening in the NRL over the opening four weeks, it is nice to be brought back to something we know, and that's the Knights being shit. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly in this round that's had, had some yeah, serious so, uh, uh, they non-scripted the events. I still love you, Newcastle, Nana. Anyway, last game of that night, Horse Lodge versus Shitans at Bris Vegas. What an excellent way for this game yeah, to go. Titans fun. come out quickly and never took the foot off. The worst thing for the Broncos fans, though, was with 20 minutes to go... Did either of you watch this game? No, I don't watch it. 20 minutes to go, the Titans were um, still finding numbers out wide and their winger skirted skirted around the the sideline and and went in for a corner try. However, no one from Brisbane fucking followed him. So he went in at at the corner post and then just fucking trotted all the way into the fucking goal post. That's pretty poor. And put on the thing. Now, they were only down... I mean, they were down by 10 or 15 or something at the time. Yeah. But to let that go, particularly since later in the with like ten to go, then they almost scored and would have been a try or something behind or converted. Yeah, so the fact that that attitude is so shit, that's a massive fucking problem. Anyway, for the Shitans, they really turned up and embarrassed the Horse Lodge, which was great to watch. I think watch. out of any games this week, that was the one I would have thought would have been an absolute. Oh, that would have been a lock. Fuck, fuck it, may have been my lock, lock, mate. Did Wayne Bennett blow up about that? I didn't, I didn't watch, watch his press, press conference. conference. I couldn't be fucked. I was too busy <laughs> celebrating. For the Shitans, they can really – oh, they embarrassed them. They even had a fifth tackle where they kicked to the left winger who collected it and then kicked back to the right winger to the other side of the fucking field who then caught that and scored. In the one play. In the one fucking play. Yeah, right. They, they out-AFL'd the AFL. It was fucking beautiful to watch. They just really wanted to win. And the big problem was Pete's, though, for the Shitans, who's the New South Wales hooker. Yeah. Most amount of defensive errors. In fact, all the points I saw Brisbane score were off him being Three sold dummies. That's yeah, a bad look, eh? taking them. So he could be cooked. Score? I feel like Horse Lodge was 14. Oh, well played. Titans, like, 20-something. 24? Throw a dog away. 26. 26, 14. So, Can I say, just in relation to tweets and... Great pieces of gold. The nuggets, um, if you will. Nuggets. There was a com- there was a correlation between sporting travesties and Australia cricket team being brought in, up in. But then someone said, if you're talking sporting travesties, think about Matt Lodge playing in the NRL. Mm. Yeah, well, I think we'll probably get onto that. Oh, are we? Oh, I'm, I mean, possibly. Oh, it's right. like Christmas. You never know. Anyway, <laughs> so I couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. No, you're right. I mean, that that referent. Yeah, the whole fucking cricket Australia things. Shit, but the fact that we get that upset over some fo- sandpaper on a ball instead of this instead guy. Instead of a yeah. fucking... Yeah, yeah right, I think it's fucking outrageous. <laughs> At Ty Blue, T- T-Y-H-R Blue. Okay. No better sight in rugby league than seeing a the bulk of Broncos fans leaving before full time. Was yeah. that a Suncorp? It was. It was yeah, they did it at home. Uh, At Broncos Weekly, a great podcast if you want to listen to that kind of stuff. Well, that was fucking dreadful. <laughs> Titans got everything they deserved. Played tough, kicked well, and put the pressure on us. At Sinclair underscore Will, the NRL referee is finally doing something about the cynical slowdown of the ruck and repeated offsides, and lo and behold, 
all of the cows, storms, roosters, and broncos are beating are being beaten in the same week. Long live the <laughs> NRL referee crackdown. Here, here. Yeah, I can get behind that for sure. At Python NRL. It's a great handle for Twitter. Python. The fucking Python. Python. No, I think I've read it wrong. Broncos won't have to worry about the origin slump this year because none of them are getting selected. Oh. <laughs> Where are they going to come from? <laughs> Melbourne. Fuck. Yeah, Melbourne. At Man of Poor I Am. NRL won't let Broncos play on a Sunday ever again after a game like that. Mm. And this is my fucking, this is a tweet of the week, by the way, so fire up. At Wally Frogmore, the Broncos, <laughs> at the Broncos wouldn't be struggling if they were half as defensive as their fan base. Oh, bad. I love that. Froggers. And then the game of the round, the, I've gotten absolutely no fucking notes or tweets on this. It's just we just watched it. We just watched it. it. Lived it. Monday, the, the Mighty West Tigers versus Paramatasala at the Dirty Ball Sack. Well, it didn't look like it was. It was a bit of a rough start for us. Mm. Well, I fucking worried. started off by going onto Twitter and saying at four oh one, twenty eight nil, going, "How the fuck's the game already started?" <laughs> yeah, realizing that like it was there. Daylight savings grade. times. Mm. Um, I missed the opening try, but. Since I Their opening try. Yeah, when yeah. I turned up, things seemed to go extraordinarily well yep. for the um, – oh, you want another Iron Jack, do you? Well, they go down easy. Since well, I know you were all – well, I mean, for those of us driving, they're fucking excellent. <laughs> um, shout out to at one eyed tiger underscore who went to that game. Oh, yeah. yeah. And he um, – that little legend. So we should get a GoFundMe to get him down to every fucking home game if we're going to play like that. Yeah, I heard his um, elaborate plan to look after the family. Yeah. Good <laughs> yeah, job, well, one eyed tiger. Was that him? Yeah, yeah, what he's, a fucking he's old genius at the um, at the Easter oh, show. Easter show is probably the most expensive babysitter you're ever likely to yeah but encounter too. Got to do something to yeah. kick off. Well, if it means if it gets win. us two points, yeah. Um, also, Will Smith had the best eight minutes of his life, and then the worst fucking seventy-two yes. minutes of his life. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Um, the fullback for Paramatasala, but then um, fucking hell, Corey. Corey Thompson. 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 Fuck, what a game. Hello, Mr. Thompson. What a fucking <laughs> that was great. legend. He seemed to lose it ever so slightly in the last sort of like 10-ish minutes. No. He saved two tries single-handedly and he scored two yeah. almost single-handedly. No, he was having a fucking the whole that, team, that the whole try team, on the fucking sideline. The whole team started to have a bit of a welt. He yeah, fucking that, held that ball up as well. If they, if they had gone upstairs nah. saying no try, yeah, that yeah. that's not a try. His legs were apart. No. And uh, anyway, the fact that he almost saved that try is unreal. Uh, I thought Luke was great. I thought T Rex fucking owned him a few times though, which yeah. looked bad. But other than that, he was great. His kicking was good. Tui um, was good. Tui was goal fine. Kicking was great. Kicking. Goal kicking he only was missed unreal. one, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And it was one. Of, it was one of those fucking sideline wobblers as well. Benji yeah. Marshall's Benji Marshall threw three forward passes. Yeah, right. Which is that's not worrying. Great. But it's not why Benji's in the team. Benji's in the team for motivation and spirit. So <laughs> he, can, he can throw fifty forward well, passes. He here's my like hot a, take. I, if Reynolds, when Reynolds is. Healthy, yeah. he comes straight in because Reynolds will give for that, Benji. Yeah, Reynolds wow. will give that same motivation and whatever. But I'm hoping less forward passes. I was talking to the oldest tiger, which is my dad. Yeah, about he's like, where's Benji? Because he doesn't watch it anymore. Yeah. But you know, in his time, he was a diehard. And I was saying, I think Benji's excellent for like motivation and spirit. Yeah. Playing wise, I think he's bringing not a lot really. Mm. Like, I mean, there's like flashes of. Yeah. Brilliance, but I yeah. think that's not why he's there. Like he's obviously there to galvanize the I troops, and I feel like Josh Reynolds is going to do the same sort of thing. He's yeah. going to be yeah, but he, he just doesn't have that. And for, even for the fans, like not even for the players, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know, like seeing Benji there, I think for a lot of people is great. Yeah. Great gets them behind the team. He's good enough that he can 
play yeah. and be zone. a part of things. But I was worried about putting Tui back in, um, but he wasn't. Was he a late, a late, yeah, inclusion. Just, he, I've always been worried about him because he just looks big for a full. He's lost a lot of weight though since yeah. he joined. Like he when gave he joined, Will Smith the first try. Yeah. that wasn't a great yeah. contest. But anyway, he's he's. Do you think he needs to sharpen up a bit, like training wise, and no, you know, I'd, like change his sort of. I don't know what you need to do. I mean, they win with him, so fuck, what do I care? The only problem I have really with that game is that they were 30-10 with like 20 to go. Yeah, and they put 10 And on. that team has only ever shown us what they can, like that they really want to win, and so they fucking push on when it's close. But what do they do when they're already winning? And yeah. that was tonight showed a little bit of character where they just couldn't. I mean, considering they'd held all those other incredible attacking teams to less than 10 and then they put this fucking yeah. 20 on from this fucking But it's rabble. also the and first he, time in the season they've been up by more than yeah, by you know, lot, four so. points. And if Josh Moses kicked some of those goals, it would have been very... Mitchell Moses. Mitchell Moses, Mitchell Moses sorry. Mm. would have been yeah, very hairy at the end. That's fucking yeah. delicious that he didn't. Yeah, he was embarrassed a few times. Yeah, well, it would have been a fucking nail-biter if he converted. What, did he miss three or...? Yeah, yeah. three or two. Yeah, it would have been fucking fucked. And um, the other thing was... How do you? I mean, what do you do about Knopf? Because Knopf fucking exploded in the ISP. He was in unreal in the reserve grade, so I don't see him as worse than Lo- Tui. Yeah. So I would put Thompson, who's fucking at in everything, back. back at fullback. Knopf on the wing. Anyway, I don't know. And then Reynolds in, but then that's changing so much of the team that's working. So yeah, well, I think you got to look at the positives. The fact that they scored more than a fucking try. Yeah, they scored the a first, bunch. and it was against the Eels, so it's probably easier than most. But I feel like. For their mentally, that's an excellent because it shows they can yeah. score, and they were good tries as well. Like there was some good play. The hooker passing. Little, the hooker Little's come back, and he hasn't played all year this year because he got injured during preseason, mm. and he looked really good. He exploded twice, made two line breaks, had a dummy half, so that's great. And Peter Godney is still looking good, the other hooker. So that's. I was can watching red. I was watching stuff about um, Little on it was like a Sunday sports or whatever, and he's a full time personal trainer. Oh really? And he oh like, yeah, he's got a gym. I saw yeah. that on his Insta story. And he hasn't he's got a door. He's got a gym. He hasn't <laughs> given up yeah. his job because he's training. Obviously, he helps him with his football. With his work, yeah, yeah. Right. But it helps him. He's saying how good it is for your mental fitness as well to be able to motivate other people and just focusing right. on, focusing on yourself. So. And also that less time on your hands. And those yeah. boys have a lot of like train and then shitloads of time. Yeah, exactly. Hands. Smash skewies in the pokey room. Uh, anybody remember the score? 30-20, Matt. Yeah, mate. How could you forget? That was the only thing I tweeted that was, unfortunately I feel relieved rather than excited that we won. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, great. I love sports. Doctor, what's doing? Well, if you're a Swans fan, you're definitely... You're fucking spewing. A little bit upset about the weekend's um, effort. You're talking about the Giants if you're a Swans fan this weekend. No, I'm a bit... I'm very... I've got a very very levelled head. Okay. Um, I'll start Flat with... As a I'll start with, it, I'll start with the Swans. Last night, we played the SCG against Port Power. Um And something just didn't look right the entire game. We, Sydney is known as... A small ground, and usually the Swans are just pinpoint accurate and able to spread the ball and work its way down and kick some good goals. Buddy Franklin was kicking a few great ones in the first half, but it was looking really, really rusty after the um, performance the week before. It just didn't seem right. And then there was a big talk in the halftime about what Port Adelaide need to do. They're not out of the game, but... yeah. Um, they're not really in it. 
And I don't know what the heck their coach did at halftime, Ken Hinckley, but he was an absolute magician. He like there's some there's some key positions in AFL, and the ruck is one when you have a ball up, and right. there's two massive units going for it to get the advantage. Yes. And this guy who was in their forward line came to the ruck and then just started dominating. And from that point on, through height or just through, I think he just game had a better sense, read mate. of the yeah, of right. the bounce and just game sense took over the ruck and then Port Adelaide just kept getting so much advantage from that, and they just took the tide. They were down by fourteen yeah. points at half time, and then three quarter time they were up by I think twelve or fourteen, and then at the end of the game it was like ninety one seventy four. So the coach, the coaching. Was unbelievable. That's a big half time chat for sure. Because love to see. What I was would thinking about in that, that in rugby league context. Like the coach can um, do a few tweaks in terms of field position, <coughs> but they're always in that constant line. And they're yeah. But AFL is unbelievable because if you have a big guy as a for, as a forward, that's an advantage. But if you have a big guy in the middle, that's an advantage too. Yeah, and you try and get mismatches. If you and... move these eighteen players in the right spots, it's unbelievably. Um, Strategic Technical yeah. yeah And he just pulled out the goods So that was a massive performance from yeah. the coach well, I've got a couple of contributions I actually have some AFL fans on my various socials And yeah. so someone I went to university with um, Mr. Murr, I will call him He just had a kid And he posted an Instagram photo And he's a diehard Swan supporter Yeah A picture of his newborn in a full Swans onesie <laughs> Nice And the caption was it's weird to think he's never seen Sydney lose. So excellent tweet. And oh, also, oh, fucking, I don't know, two days old. No, I don't know, a few months, like three months maybe. Yeah, right. Getting involved. And another, a girl who used to frequent the pub that I used to work at, massive Port Adelaide supporter, like the most vocal and loud you'll probably ever come across, mm-hmm. who Facebook saying she thought it was hilarious. She actually lives in the States at the moment, but she watched the game. That's right. how much of a fan she is. And she said it was hilarious watching Sydney fans who only know who Buddy Franklin is and would only cheer when he got the ball and then whenever, whenever anyone else got it, no idea, no cheer, no yeah, nothing. Yeah. Just That's Sydney. That sums up Sydney yeah. sport fans mm. in a nutshell. Um, so, so I just thought I'd contribute because I very rarely have anything I to contribute that. to AFL. It's, nice. it's going to be nice for listeners' ears yeah, too. Yeah, I know. I love um, the sport. Something though, positive. Uh, moving on from the Swans game, the we had this stadium discussion last week oh, yeah. about how a good stadium makes such a difference to the atmosphere and stuff. There was Fremantle playing um, Essendon in the new Optus Stadium, and that was a really tight game. Yeah, and Fremantle came through to win their first game at their new home ground. Oh wow! And the crowd, like the stadium atmosphere and, um, and ambience was unbelievable with all the purple lights and stuff yeah. being able to flicked on, flicked off. It was unreal a for um, a TV viewer, let alone imagine if yeah, you right, at right, the right. game. Mm. So that yeah. was a great game. Because you think about going to ANZ and how fucking Sterile it is. shit that is. Yeah, it's yeah. like being in the at the GP's office. Yeah, so <laughs> Fremantle got up for a win. They've been, they've been flat as, a blo- as the Stuart Highway recently, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, not much been doing. As flat as um, your fucking head, Matt. <laughs> the there's plenty of other results. I go to GWS. GWS are on fire. They're yeah. doing unbelievably well. Fucking Rutley will be loving that. He will be loving it. Um, we play member. Swans play GWS next week, which is going to be fuck, a, that'll be a cracker. storyteller. Fuck, I'm going to at at Rutley so hard. I don't 
yeah, care for the sport be, really. But I'm a little bit nervous to be it. honest because GWS has had had our um, way for the last couple of seasons. Yeah, do you reckon he'll finally get his comeuppance when they win and he can? Just I don't know if Ratley's ever launch. been to a AFL game. He's, he's, uh, <laughs> he's got he's got a membership. I mean, he it doesn't mean he goes to the games, yeah, yeah. but like, but I think they're playing at the SCG because of the Easter show going on. But yeah, Tom yeah. Scully, they're one of their main forwards. Skull's fucking He got is. signed from Melbourne for some ridiculous amount of money when um, GWS were yeah. starting up, and he snapped his ankle in a tackle. Oh. It's one of those things where it was just so oh, run-of-the-mill, and then his ankle was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and old mate lands on it, and it's busted. Oh, I saw a steal from a game, I think it was this week, some dude who was so close to the posts trying to kick the goal, but he's wrapped his fucking shin around the post. Really? Yeah, I don't know yeah, if it was from this week, but it, you can see he's pretty much snapped it in half. Yeah, right. Oh, that's fucked. Yeah, that's nasty. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns are still, they're on the top of the leaderboard, can what? you believe it? Oh, two out of yeah, two. The boys. They lost um, Gary Ablett and they're absolutely smooshing it. So Smooshing, you reckon? Fuck yeah, smooching Melbourne, the fucking premiership. Melbourne Demons. They're also. just giving it a smooch. Melbourne Demons also are doing really well. Are they usually and shit? They have been. They Last have been, year yeah. they missed the eight by like 0.25 of a percent. Oh, right. Um, but the game of the round was today's one. It was impossible to watch the Tigers and then watch this Yeah, Geelong, and you were drawing my attention to that game. Geelong yeah. versus Hawthorne. Impossible. It was 118 to 117. In the end? In the end. Fuck. So the Hawks got up by one point. Wow. Yeah, that Geelong, was toing and froing from like a 20-point gap to yeah. like six points. I don't think Geelong were in front ever, if at all. Um, that didn't make sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, don't think no, I just like playing that back uh, in my head. It Geelong hit the front in the your game. Your flathead's fucking you up now. Um, and they came back. They were seven minutes ago. They had down twenty five points, and the fact they came back within one point, it was the complete opposite of what Sydney Swans yeah. Port Adelaide was last night. Right. That was precision kicking. That was some unbelievably um, calculated footy. Yeah, but um, the – what was I going to say? Uh, the Geelong team at the moment, they've got Gary Ablett's um, – Oh, my God. This fucking guy's everywhere. They've got everywhere. that three thing. You're going to talk about the fucking three midfielders Joel Selwood, with the worst. Yes. Oh, they've my got, God. They're like the roosters of the AFL at the moment. Yeah. And it's surprising – cap violators. Yeah, it's surprising when they don't win because they are unbelievably talented and – if you're not you winning heard, with that talent, like you're in trouble. Have you heard what the commentators are calling them? They've got some hybrid name for them, like Doggle Felch. Yeah, da- there's Dangerfield, Gary Abler, and um, Joel Selwood. Yeah, so, it's so make that a Dangerfield. Anyway, the commentators literally kept saying it, and socials were exploding about, can we never fucking ever hear that word again? Yeah, it right. Was disgusting. Are they just you. amalgamated like yeah, all three their names? names yeah, right. So the AFL is low. Is I struggled with my tipping this. This week um, in <laughs> AFL as well as um, NRL. You feel like you're hiding the sandpaper in your pants. <laughs> you could have put things somewhere, mate. <laughs> no, it's got to be hidden somewhere, mate. boxes. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's AFL this week. Looking yes. forward to Swans GDW next week. I think I might even get into that game. Just yeah, yeah. It'll be a good one. And also just to raz fucking waz when he finishes. Because <laughs> if the GWS wins, you'll probably just get another fucking tattoo of the score or something. Yeah. <laughs> on his forehead, the fucking dog. What's going on in the EPL? Um, well, I have to admit in the wake of what's happened in, in Australian sports, I've sort of tuned out to all sports, been a bit disillusioned, it's been a hard work of soul searching, but mm. Arsenal got away with a great win against Stoke last night, 3-0, and Pubes was saying we have discussed Stoke being a park the bus sort of team, very difficult to break down, even though you could dominate possession, so it's great that we've got three goals, shows that like, you know, they're pretty incisive, but also you look at the table, Stoke 
could be relegated. So right. really, like, you know, how great is it? Mm. And it's winding down to the end of the season and, and there's no way we'll make the top four, I don't think, not unless something miraculous happens. So it's another year of fucking Europa League for us, unfortunately. Um, the big battle now is between Burnley and Arsenal to see who secures six spots, mainly sandwich. for sandwiches and yeah, also come on, sandwich. pride. So there's still five points between them. And is there anything on the line between sixth and seventh? No, but there's a sandwich between yeah, yeah. ten. But That's not. I deal. mean, look, not nothing on the line, but for Arsenal's confidence to be beaten by Burnley on the table is would probably signify the lowest point. You might need to buy his... Arsene Wenger a sandwich too. Be out of he's going to need a fucking. <laughs> yeah, he's fucked. That's it. No, but it's going to be. I'll be interested to see how that shapes up. And uh, you know, there's six or seven rounds left. The fixtures. I mean, there's nothing too out of the ordinary for either team. Like. Burnley have to play Chelsea, which they'll probably lose. We have to play United, which you'll lose. We'll win, but um, that'll see us keep sixth. I've still been following a lot of stuff to do with Sanchez, like he's at Man United now, and allegedly is struggling to sort of like fit in to the team. Oh. And apparently in the sheds, or I don't think they call them the sheds in soccer, but you know whatever the um, diamond crusted equivalent is, <laughs> um, not fitting in, and it's kind of like that. Shameful joy, like you know, when you see Schadenfreude, Schaden, Schadenfreude, yeah. yeah, where you see ex players and you don't want them to get hurt or anything, but you also see them having a shit time. Mm. Like Mitchell Moses today. I, I, I love Alex Sanchez as a player, but I see him as the dirty Sanchez now after you've talked about <laughs> well, he's how a, lazy he's a grubby he's been. player, yeah, and apparently he's not getting along with. With anyone <laughs> in the squad, which is you he's know, he's got a music, lot of time on his hands. Chile didn't make the World Cup, so yeah, oh, didn't they? No, no. fuck. So, yeah, I mean, the last six rounds, they've got to replay an extra round for the snow cancellation, which was a couple of weeks ago. But, like, I mean, I get like this at the end of an EPL season, particularly one as grim as what this has been, regardless of, like, we've actually, like, I look back on the season now, we actually made some excellent signings and have kept some good players. And, like, it's pretty astonishing that we haven't been able to do better. It made for nothing. Than what we've done. So I get a bit disheartened and start to bandwagon other sports. Curling, you name it, golf. <laughs> yeah, curling. Yeah, fucking get behind it. Tiger boys. Woods is coming back. Yeah, yeah well, Sergio Garcia played a ball out of a tree the other day. Did so, he? Yeah, fucking. What do you call that? I don't know, fucking. Tree ball. Tree ball, yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow! That could have been your wow moment. Hey, uh, what is your wow moment? I got a couple. I'm, I'm taking a leaf out of P's book. Um, one was the Billy Slater dive that we've already touched on. I just thought Rock. that is not in the spirit of the game and there's been a lot of talk about spirit of the games. But I always watch league games and when someone acts injured or they fall, like I don't have any reason to doubt necessarily yeah. that they're, even in terms of injuries and stuff like that, like if they're bunging it on, yeah. I feel like something's happened. Like yeah. they're not the kind of people to dive unnecessarily, but I feel like in the wake of this penalty shit and all that, like yeah, he really he's just it. fucking milking. For the commentator to say he's a genius, it's just like mm. it, it detracts from the game. For me, it reminds me of that at the end of that lemon tree episode of The Simpsons where that fucking other grandpa is talking about turnip, turnip juice, turnip juice, fucking like <laughs> ringing it out. Like that's the kind of juice you're getting from Billy Slater. Like just yeah, and the I lemon mean, tree was haunted. I mean, it was great that they lost that game as well. Yeah, because after of that, that shit. bullshit. I mean, that was yeah. an excellent game. The other way I'm, I'm not going to take it from pubes. My other way I'm, it was Andrew to. Johns's Ooh. fucking ridiculous Instagram post during the South Dogs game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's poorly worded. Like, the cunt is fucking illiterate. Like, <laughs> at me. Fuck, it's so poorly punctuated. Like, could have been written by a fetus. And <laughs> he's just blowing up about the the, ta- uh, the penalty count yeah. and how so many penalties fucking ridiculous. But, like, you're of a generation where 
players were coached to, oh, I'm not going to say cheat, but bend Make the rules, the offside, the hold, play the ball, all that kind of shit. I totally, I totally support the refs stamping it out. I would liken it to like simulation in soccer, like all that diving. Fucking mm. start replaying yeah. and calling players out. Like I feel like that's the only way to stop it is when players start yeah. getting a- yeah. actually penalised for it. Um, and he just got super indignant um, about it, which I think is just fucking ridiculous. Get on your bike and get fucked. There's two things. That's how he rolls. Yeah. That's how he rides. Yeah, he flies yeah. up. There are two things. First of all, he did it on Instagram, which I thought was so stupid, and the picture is like it's, it's the, the NRL It's the NRL symbol. logo. You <laughs> fucking <laughs> Yeah. Also, probably like zoomed in and pixelated yeah. and he tries to so fucking shit. fumble his phone with fucking two And then fingers. the other bit was he says during it, I only saw this on the Matty Johns video show, he says during it, to whoever's running the NRL, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know who runs like, the NRL. <laughs> Fuck. If so I know who it is, you yeah. definitely know. Anyway. Yeah, that was his other um, insinuation that's coming from the top down. Well, yeah, like, obviously, mm. you know, fuck. Yeah. They're not doing it by themselves. Yeah. That's shit works. Fuck, you, you're boring. genius. What have you got, Doctor? I've got two cracking ones. One fuck is, yeah, boys. Well, I guess they're all cricket related. The first one is Dean Elgar's catch last night in the Oof. test what match. What a fucking... If you haven't seen that, I tweeted oh, it earlier as a wowment. The podcast retweeted it. This guy was unbelievable. He gets a ball. He's at mid-on or mid-off, and his ball hit over his head, and he's just turned around full pelt. He's full Chased the ball tilt. down, knowing it's in the air, and somehow... Can't see it because it's behind him, yeah. yeah Travelling towards it, him, but... Mm. Somehow come over his shoulder and dive full length and takes this ball. Unbelievable. And the unfortunate thing was Tim Payne, who was the only one that stood up in that... Um, innings, or actually, Australian. Pat Cummins, Pat Cummins had a bit of a go. He got fifty odd. Yeah, but yeah. Tim Payne, the new captain that hadn't been playing Test matches up until three games ago, <laughs> <laughs> um, has been brought in, and the poor bastard has broken his finger as well. So oh, yeah, now yeah, we're going to need a new captain. I think we're going to need to bring in someone. The thing that fucking amazes me about that catch is you watch the replay, and I'm pretty sure I'm remembering it correctly. Like Algar doesn't even look back. Before the catch, like no. he's literally just full he, tilt. He knows it's the almost direction. like he's guessed where the ball Judged is going to land. Yeah. You yeah. would think that he would turn his head up just before he dives to see if he's in anywhere yeah. within range of even getting close to catching the ball. But he just yeah. fucking launches himself. But that's what happens when you're in form, and he's been scoring good runs. Yeah. And if you're on a good some, something good, and the best part of that whole sequence was he takes the catch as the last wicket. He oh, sprints yeah. off, off the, the ground because yeah. he's the opening batter. Yeah. So he's like pads on, yes, boys. No. <laughs> Don't need to um, come here what and a have a team hug. He just runs off. Everyone's yeah, losing their shit. Um, so I thought that was just as good as yeah, the catch. Yeah, great wow moment. The second one, Oof. and I'm relating it to Cricket Australia, and I'll um, explain why. The Commonwealth Games haven't even started yet, and they've already found syringes, syringes yeah, in the Games Village. Yeah. Now, if this isn't ironic timing, I think Cricket Australia has planted these syringes oh. in the... <laughs> Athletes Village to try and turn the tide on the uh, the take media the attention away from, but cricket. they forgot to um, take into consideration that has no competition started yet. So <laughs> <laughs> poorly timed. The, the actual syringes in a water bottle in the Indian team ho- like area. Oh, did you find out the because they wouldn't release where it was? Well, today they've started um, questioning the Indian team management about because right. they've got prior history to Glasgow where they weren't disposing of like. Um, syringes, medical yeah, medical syringes properly. They were just putting it them in water bottles or whatever. Yeah. So I think they've been stitched up a little bit here. I really hope someone got fired. So for I that think blunder. Cricket Australia is um, diverting some atten- negative attention. Good here. fucking luck, fellas. But um, yeah, so 
to the PR manager of Sandpaper and Watermelons next. Yeah, that's right. So no greater come off game start this week. I'm pretty excited. Yeah, oh. Eaton's cheating. Um, my one is that this a kind of an immature thing that I saw on Fox League. Yvonne Sampson, DCE and Ennis are all sitting around a desk talking footy. Sounds like a fucking joke. Yeah. Well, it ends up being a joke. But the they're all sitting around having chats and jets. The Manly salary cap scandal has been reported on all week, uh, which is just them being fucking the cap a while ago. Vonnie is lining up Ennis to smash him about beating him on Supercoach. So it's all kind of nice and whatever. Jovial fun. Yeah. And they're all doing a great job of marketing um, Supercoach, which is, of course, a... Fox Sports thing. Yeah, it's a Telegraph thing, so it's yeah. all one big fucking family. But it's hard to even see that because they're doing a great job and it's interesting and funny. Um, Vonnie smashes Ennis and then asks DC if many of the players play Supercoach. <laughs> he says that they do and he does. He's done it for a while. She then asks him some kind of funny stuff like, does she pick him or does he, does, does he, he pick them himself? Does he players? Do you pick you? And they're all kind of laughing. And she says, do you, do you make you the captain? And they're all kind of laughing. And then Ennis turns and says, yeah, and how's your team going with the salary cap? <laughs> and it just reminded me about how fucking great he is. Anyway, I just that was real fucking life bants. That is, and right. he almost forgot the camera's running. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's yeah. real fucking our kind of. I podcast seem to recall Fat Dave great. singing praises he? for Ennis last week, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's because right. Ennis played for Canterbury once. Biggest so. team, <laughs> biggest team loves Ennis. I love Ennis. Now that Ennis isn't playing football and he's commentating, I fucking love, love Ennis too. And with shit like that, like yeah. get involved around him, that was excellent. Anyway, especially Fuck, what a deep burn. Yeah. Watching from the sideline, watching like an eagle hawk. I'm going to keep going. So the stadium thing finally resolved. Ooh. Is it? Is that well, did well, Gladys, resolved did Gladys more resolved than last time. There's still an election to come. And I'm going to try and do my um, reporter voice. And I've also listened to her do some interviews. I'm going to try and do my best Gladys. impersonation of Gladys. Ooh. New South Wales government has backed down on its proposal to demolish the Sydney Olympic Stadium, which has instead been refurbished. Key points. The re- uh, where is this from? I think it was from Telegraph. Sydney Morning Herald. The refurbishment of Sydney Olympic Park has cost $8 million. The re- rebuilding Sydney Stadium is priced at $730 million. The new venues are expected to last about half a century. <laughs> I love that they have it used by that. <laughs> Premier Gladys Berejiklian has come under increasing pressure over the $2 million blueprint to raise the 80,000-seat stadium at Homebush. The government was pressed ahead with plans to demolish and rebuild the Sydney football stadium at Moore Park, with work expected to begin later this year. Mrs. <coughs> Berejiklian announced about two-thirds of the Olympic Stadium will be refurbished and said the new plan would save taxpayers $500 million. This will change the atmosphere of the entire stadium, she said. But importantly, it will provide a rectangular stadium for fans closer to the action. This is what is required for a world-class stadium. Cabinet signed off on the stadium plan last November. However, the policy caused division in the New South Wales government. Stadium Australia was due to be demolished in 2019 and would cost $1.3 billion. We've listened to the community. We know the public would have thought that that is too much to spend, Mrs. Berejiklian said. The, the, rebuild Sydney Australia, the rebuild Sydney football stadium is expected to seat 45,000. Mrs. Berejiklian also announced the NRL Grand Final will remain in Sydney for the next 25 years and said the city would have lost major events had her government not invested in the stadiums. That's great. That's exciting. 
Can I just say I'd hate to be a politician at this in all this time, time. And, yep. um, in the technology cycle because all of the points that they brought out when they were going to do two completely new stadiums have just been brought against them with the fact that if they don't, they said originally, if we don't do it properly, it's a half-assed job. Yeah, it's then not gonna, mm. There's no point in investing money in that. And then as soon as they announced the half-assed job, it was brought to their attention. Yeah. So yeah, sucks to be. A I'm politician. super impressed that you read that in two excellent voices, <laughs> almost flawlessly. That voice reporter voice is like from the Rex Banner episode. Yeah, that, that's that fucking Telegram I'm guy. Pretending that I have a hat with like the word press. Yeah, like nah, that was fucking thing. outstanding. Now, Miguel, you missed. There was a thank you last week about, and we mentioned the voices that the biggest tea does. Yeah, that was, was one it? of their key At Swiss Cowboys. Yeah, that was one of the key. Oh, to, did key you points. mention it on the tweet? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. I mean, on the pod, he um he in his Facebook review he said it. So I felt like fuck, I gotta yeah. fucking do him again. Then no, you're gonna have to get onto it. Um, but I'm look, I'm vibing that. I get it. I yeah. liked it. They're, they're trying to find a balance. Politicians always talk about a balance. Kevin Rudd always loved to say that if everyone's shitty, yeah, someone got to be doing something right. I mean, I think that's the vibe she's trying to go with. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I've, it's still less than 12 months before the election. None of this is going to be actually yes. happening. And yeah, not for a while. I would almost say that there's still going to be massive space between <coughs> one stadium not being renovated at all and I'd just say the Olympic Park might um, be left alone for a little while longer. Yeah. Or Park will get done straight away because that's absolute tip. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also the fact that, that before... Yeah, oh, excuse me. The shit. problem was... The, down, her government was shitty about it and didn't want to take it to the electorate. Whereas at least now this is their cab- their cabinet going. This is what we're going to fucking do, and everyone allegedly is behind it. So, yeah. well, if you're government, you hope you listen to the people. Mm. <laughs> well, that's what they say. Allegedly, <laughs> Miguel, what's your um, eagle hawk? All right. Well, it's obviously the cricket. So I'm going to read what I wrote last week, and oh, yeah, then you I'm fight. going to get through it quickly. I really apologise. Goes too long, but you can all go and get fucked. Yeah, sit down and make a cup All right. of tea. At the risk of rehashing last week's rant by fatter, shitter, and older version of me, I feel like we need to quickly go over the events of the third test before launching into another one of my heavily opinionated and vulgar letters. It's 12.20am on a Bucks night and a collective group of 15 blokes who have between them shafted 48 dingers, not me of course, and smashed the sunny coast out of VB Green Meanies look on in collective disgust. The awful pictures that followed were of a boof who looked like a fucking beetroot, sheepishly communicating via radio to a bafflingly nonchalant Peter Hanscom, what can only be assumed to be along the lines of cunt, we are fucked. Hanscom proceeds to walk into the field, exchange words with Bancroft before Bancroft dacks the fucking tape or sandpaper or tape with sand on it or whatever it was. Prior to this, the South Africans can be seen in their box motioning that there is something fucking suspicious about Bancroft's ball shining, which I would have guessed tipped them off. Clear as day, Bancroft has shoved something down his dax a move normally reserved for low-level drug dealers or vandals who are afraid of being fucking stooged. Moments later, Smith and Bancroft have a conversation with umpires where he's asked to empty his pockets. He produces a sunglass wrap, but the look on Smith's face is one of absolutely, boys, we are still fucked. Warner's reaction also corroborates that fact long before charges are ever laid. The game is called, Bancroft is charged, the press conference is hard to watch as Smith admits to premeditated plans to alter the condition of the ball to gain an unfair advantage. Hey, you fucking cunt. Gaining an unfair advantage is also known as cheating, but you can't say that. You're only sorry that you got caught. Bancroft, I can take or leave. He's got a rude head, is a mediocre opener, and spends more time chirping at back pad than contributing anything more than 80 to any game. But I genuinely feel for him here. For him to claim that he volunteered to tamper with the ball is insane. There has been a lot of presumption in the past about the Australian cricket team pressuring younger players into doing things of this nature. And as the grade cricketer, which is a pod you should get around, so rightfully points out, you can commit your entire life to the game, sacrifice family, friends and careers, become one of the most dynamic players in the world and have the ability to destroy any other world-class player. 
but if the captain doesn't like you, you might as well average seven in fourth grade. If Smith had asked Bancroft to sandpaper his dick off and smash it with some Wonder White and Tommy <laughs> sauce, I'm most certain that he would have obliged. Ex-players, sports people, and even the fucking Prime Minister came out in a chorus of condemnation and unanimously denounced the actions of the captain and this so-called leadership group, which in my opinion, and still is my opinion, that it's pretty much everyone. To anyone who follows cricket, it's been no surprise that the series thus far in South Africa has been redlining like a Toyota Lolux doing manies in emu planes, <laughs> operating outside the spirit of the game on many occasions. The issues between Smith and Rabada, Warner and Decock have seen the game already come into disrepute, mm. but this just fucking takes the cake and buries it in Australia's gob. For Australia to sit there and denounce South African fans the behaviour of players and to then be caught what will go down in the annals of history as one of the most blatant attempts to cheat is just hypocrisy in the extreme. I'm sure that the irony isn't lost on anyone when it is revealed that the attempt was so blatant yet poor that the match ball wasn't even switched out, indicating to me that Smith (laughs) and his group of complete fucking tool wankers should have picked less of a retard to tamper with the ball. Bancroft is the fucking Perth game of the team. He also (laughs) comes from Perth. But looks, let's focus on the positives here. Australian cricket in recent times has steadily been gaining a reputation as foul-mouthed and aggressive. The likes of that fucking midget prick Warner have brought a dark shade of fuckwittery over the Australian team and now every cunt and his willow bat are going to have a field day and they have been having a field day. For a time, their reputation has been salvaged by the captain in Steve Smith who arguably is or could have been one of the greatest cricketers the sport has ever seen. He also seems like a pretty decent bloke and captain. The axing axing of these fuckwits means that Australia can at least move forward and attempt to rebuild its shattered reputation. I'm sure people will agree when I say that we would rather Australia lose every match for a year than be subjected to what appears to be an incredibly insidious environment that comes from the top down. Everyone now is forced to ask the question, has this happened before? Recent footage from the Ashes has shown Bancroft spooning sugar into his pockets. The cunt isn't Hank Scorpio, so I can't see a reason for him to be doing this <laughs> other than ball tampering. How much more footage is now going to be scrutinised? And I'm going to assume some fat neckbeard on the dark web is only moments away from revealing some pretty sad truths about Australian cricket. So in case you lost the positive in that dribble, the positive here is that the Australian team has a chance to fuck the people off who have caused so much grief in recent times. The second positive is that Simpsons-related cricket memes have reached an all-time high in both quality and quantity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm astounded at the creativity and savagery portrayed by these memes, and it is something that brings me great joy in such a dark time in sport. I spoke to the good friend of the pod, Jock Johnson, to get his thoughts, and he was much less indignant than I was. As someone who has played cricket at a high level, ball tampering is never far from the game. Razor blades under sweatbands, dragging the ball in the gutter after a boundary, throwing the ball in a certain way onto the pitch, altering cricket garments to have rough patches. All of these are done all the time by everyone, according to the Jock. He neglected to comment on whether he had ever done it. He doesn't play anymore, so I'll let you make of that what you will probably sacked by East for ball tampering. Hmm. Similarly, there have been a spate of ball tampering allegations in cricket before. Shahid Afridi, Michael Atherton and Faf Duplessis, who is the current skipper of the South African team, just to name a few. But for some reason, this one just seems so much worse. To me, it is because it is more blatant. It is also a demonstration of how cowardly the Australian leadership group is. All of the above involved in tampering were or are senior players. To pick the newest member of the team on his international series debut is fucking loose. Yeah. It is also because Australia are so quick to denounce, sledge and comment on any nation cheating or being reported to have cheated. The big negative of all this, and is covered in great t- detail again by the great cricketer, it's all well and good to say this during the test series. Yeah, the ball is fucking reversing a lot, boys. That's what'll get us wickets. The intention of Australia's ball tampering was to generate reverse swing on the ball. But no matter what any cunt tells you, at any point, no one, professional or not, has a fucking shred of an idea about how reverse swing actually works. <laughs> Something happens, the ball fucking wobbles in the air, and all of a sudden it's nine for 17. Which begs the question, why even fucking bother tampering with it at all? I personally resent the Australian team for firing me up so much about tampering, <laughs> only to leave me speechless when trying to explain what reverse swing is to one of my dim-witted co-workers at the Hogs Breath Cafe in the heart of Wyong. <laughs> Fat... 
Dave mentioned a great deal of bullshit on the pod. But what he did get right was that it just does make a skerrick of sense why Australia would put themselves in a position to cheat in a series they could have won, tied, and even if they'd lost, it wouldn't have made much of a difference. Yeah. You're all fucking peanuts. Sorry, it's almost over. <laughs> Dave Warner can get fucked. Steve Smith can get fucked. Hanscom can get fucked. Boof can get fucked. Lino can get fucked. Stark can get fucked. Hazelwood can get fucked. Cummins can get fucked. And some other cunts can get fucked. Not all of them will get fucked by the long phallus of the ICC and CA, <laughs> but deep down we know that the involvement of most players is implicit. The bowlers, of course, because they are the ones who stand to benefit from such an action. If only Bancroft could rough the ball up better and dack his tools without becoming the most infamous meme in Australian history. Your sport is one of the most highly regarded in Australia. Kids grow up watching your game, playing and loving your game. Australia works hard to bring cricket to families and kids. By doing this, the ripple effect is going to be massive. This series and test cricket is fucked. Oh, no. Uh, Grade cricket is fucked. Club cricket is fucked. Backyard cricket is fucked. (laughs) Because now so many questions are raised about the integrity of the people behind the organisations involved. It won't be this way forever, but how long are you going to wait? Are people going to wait before they clean up their act? Mm. And so that was written last week when I was fucking raging. And it took you an entire week. You are probably writing it up until today. And now that I've, like, the week's gone by, press conferences have happened, I feel like the sanctions were pretty, like, how do you feel about what's been handed down? Like, it's pretty gnarly. Before you go and bring backyard cricket into this, I just want to... That's us, where ball tampering originated. That's exactly right. <laughs> and tape putting on a bit one of electrical of tape on ball. one side of the tennis ball, you got unbelievable swing. Yeah, serious wobblers. made backyard cricket even more exciting because when you miss the wickets, you scone the person and it's stung <laughs> for weeks. So it leads to leave backyard cricket out of it yeah. because that's different. Sorry, all right. I, like I apologise for that. I mean, I feel like the sanctions are pretty heavy. Did Warner um, end up retiring? Did I read that in the paper? No, no. that was April 4th. But his so. sanction is different, and I'm sure people listening probably know what's happened. Like, I feel bad rehashing the events. I just thought yeah. it was very cathartic to get it off my chest. But he can't captain the team ever, ever. again. Yeah, yeah. He can't be a part of the leadership. But yeah. I think Darren Lehman stepping down is... To save face? Like No, it's not to save face. I, I think it it's fits the circumstances. Like, you can't continue leading a team... That's done this. That's not a part of the leadership group. In mm. Well, they promise. said he was fucked either way because either he was involved, so he's got to go, mm. and if he's not involved, how are you? How are your players doing this without mm. you mm. Uh, yeah. knowing about it? On another note, they're trying to move the, the conversation into a more positive what's going to happen next. And yeah. Mark and Taylor think, was talking about how we need to be careful about how far we go talking on the pitch. And yeah, there's a big thing about... Um, there was a headline in like the Daily Telegraph or Daily Mail. It was like "Cry Baby" something. Yeah. It was a picture of Steve Smith, and I feel like, like I'm, that's a pretty fiery rant. Yeah. But I feel like the media's absolutely smashed them. I'm a big fan of talking on the pitch, especially playing um, kid cricket and very low Sledging's grade cricket. Sledging's uh, it keeps you entertained in the field, um, but keeping it above a certain level is important. But there's no way in the hell you can um, gauge that boundary that. Like you've crossed the line yeah. until it's too yeah. far, but I was heard that Brendan McCullum was the instigator in New Zealand, just stopping all talk on the pitch yeah. that's not like cricket orientated. Yeah. So and New Zealand are renowned for being the most respectful, like, respectful, um, engaging team, and they're starting to do it right too. Mm. Yeah. They had heaps of reverse swing, so it must be. I just think that Australian else. cricket's gotten to a point where they've got players like Warner or Had who were just putrid on the field. They had players like Math Matthew Wade who was like an average player but chirped more than anyone and it's mm. indicative of the kind of aggressive win-at-all-cost cricket that they... If you, if you believe the Sydney Morning Herald, they, they encouraged him to do that, for Warner to do that. They'd call him the bull because they'd want him to go out there, get into people's heads, fucking yeah. fire up. And yeah, then, and I think it's I just... Mean, that's the game it's too much. The thing... I'm just sorry, I'm just going to end on this. The thing that's really upsetting is that 
it's detracted from a lot of like, I guess what could have been, I mean, cause these things have happened because of the events, but like Nathan Lyon got his 300 Teth wicket. Mm. No one like that yeah. just got completely yeah. smashed. I mean, Tim Payne's captaincy will forever be tainted Infamous. for as long as he yeah. is the captain. Matt Renshaw, who just won the Shield cricket final, was flown over and, like, Chad Sayers has just been given his baggy green, but all of that is just like... Oh, it was the saddest thing. When I saw them being the, given their baggy greens and they're all clapping and happy, I was just like, fuck, this is the worst way it's to the ever get one. It's the worst way to get it, yeah, yeah. Like, I would reckon I'd go so far as to say you'd rather not get the baggy green under that. Who mm. would he get it off? Pat Cummins, who's played three tests. Yeah. It's like there's no one else around yeah. to actually hand it to you. So I don't know. But, but that's... If, if Australia's known for that tampering incident and not the actual refugee crisis of the real tamper, yeah. that's... <laughs> and the other thing was <laughs> that... That is a much that bigger article, incident than this particular thing. You know, people have gotten so fucking fired up about it and there was that article comparing Matt Lodge playing for the Broncos. Hmm. I love that. That's a great analogy. And how that, how, how that isn't yeah. more in the public. Yep. I mean, I guess it speaks volumes for how much people respect... Cricket, I suppose, is like a national sport and it's always been thought of as the gentleman's game. Yeah. But It's time to move on. Yeah, I know. Someone right. needs to end. Anyway, speaking of... Uh, it does well, not. I'll just go on to my eagle quickly. Oh, oh, did you not do it? No. Oh, shit, that took so, fucking forever. Okay. I did fucking... We started it. That was 12 minutes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fucking, fucking time cop. Being in charge of the fucking timer over here. 12 <laughs> minutes. Sorry, people. Um, we can cut that out pretty easily. Can you go quicker, mate? From one cheating nation to another... Russia 2018, the World Cup is about to start. Well, it starts in June. Yeah. But <laughs> about to is a bit of a fucking stretch. The reason why it comes to this, I, I saw a news article about um, they try and get the hype happening and they were talking about Sweden who haven't played in the World Cup since 2006 beating Italy in qualifying oh, yeah, to yeah, yeah. take their spot. Um, and I love the World Cup, love watching it. But every time I hear Russia and Russia in sport, I don't know how the hell this is still going to work. Going to work, particularly after they like um, Sochi Winter Olympics, they were like, "Oh, we'll be fine. Like everything will be sweet." <laughs> we'll be and right. then, like just before <laughs> Rio, you see footage of the Sochi um, drug testing labs with holes in the wall where they've yeah. swapped samples yeah. and all the rest of it. So, who knows what's going to happen in Russia? Um, 2018, I'll put money on Russia's probably going to win the World Cup. Do pretty well. I'm surprised mm. they're allowed to field a team in the wake of recent but, state-sanctioned doping. In correlation with that, Russia 2018, that's one dodgy, like the bid, how they won it, the fact that they're going to host it. I was looking into like a bit of who's in, who's playing. There was a whole bunch of teams that got expelled from World Cup qualifying for this World Cup because of different reasons. Yeah, of them. political reasons or... Or like One's political. Indonesia got expelled from the World Cup because their their federal government was too involved with the soccer oh, wow. administration, so they weren't invited to qualify. Zimbabwe got expelled because they hadn't paid money to the FIFA that they owe them. <laughs> Myanmar, that's a political reason too because yeah, there's all that um, uh, r- refugee crisis. So the fact that FIFA, who uh, have been proven to take... Bribes. Bribes, yeah. Are making judgments about... Expelling um, people for not paying them. Eligibility of Eligibility of other countries is unbelievable. So, like, I think this World Cup is just going to be a bit of a... Bit of a... A dull affair. Yeah. Um, But I'm I'm looking forward to watching Australia play. But the best statistic out of all of this was Iceland qualifying for the World Cup. That's awesome. Iceland have never qualified for the (laughs) World Cup. They're the smallest nation ever to qualify for the World Yay. Cup. Yay! Guess how many people live in Iceland, I found out. Oh, fuck, 100? No, uh, 80, 800,000. 
335,000 people Whoa. live in Iceland. And one of the greatest memories which the faders have taken on is the Iceland, oh, the, the Danish, I think it was Danes that were doing that um, yeah. Nordic clap. Um, <coughs> so Iceland must have an even better version of that. And if you look at the Icelandic team's roster, I think without a shadow of a doubt, every single name ends with S-S-O-N. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Google but it. Let me know. The smallest nation before that was Trinidad and Tobago of 1.3 million people. Wow. So wow. looking forward to um, parts of the world. discussing yeah. the, um, World the, Cup the World Cup happening. I feel like Russia and sport at the moment is just not a – it's not a thing. It's like putting beer in your milkshake. Even some of the international athletes of Russia who competed in the um, recent Winter Olympics. Yeah, OAR. OAR they were. Yeah. One of them got busted and he was a curling mm. um, player, <laughs> yeah. got busted for drugs. So if you can get cleared by the Olympic Committee and then still get busted for drugs, you're in trouble. Yeah. So looking forward to that one. Yeah, a couple of drugs. In everywhere. Soviet Russia, drugs take you. That, that just took three minutes. I hereby declare Miami to be Smooth Jimmy's lock of the week. Shout out to FD, who's only come on once on one lock, which was Steve Smith will oh, be stepped down as, as captain. Then it happens. So good on him. He's already beating his uh, brother in one crack. Uh, you got a? Have you got a lock, Doctor? My lock this week. Um, I'm going to put it on the Swans beating GWS. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Swans. Doesn't know what lock means. <laughs> I'm going um, St George. Over the rabbits. Oh, fuck, because that's what I'm doing too. And then uh, let's... Oh, I always never do this right. Here we go. Ketchup. 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 I'm in way over my head. Tipping's going well for round four, (laughs) including this one. Bottom of the table, just from this round... Chapo. Chapo. And he tipped... And every single one was wrong. I swear that. Every fucking thing was that wrong, Chappie. Yeah. Fucking unreal. Twang Life only fucking pulled out two, which is just a little bit better than you, Miguel. Yeah, well, it's a fucking dog shit round for 10. And only just a bit better than me as well. Fucking hell. And then the uh, in this round was uh, Swan Boys on fucking four with a big jump just in this round, Ooh. though. Mitch DeGio, uh, Uncle Tim, and Mario Siegs ran out the fucking round four. So in total, somehow fucking Uncle Tim's still on the top. Mario Siegs is tied with him, though. Fuck, he's jumping. Mario was on six before this last game, I saw. And now it's on, uh, and I'm third. Did he tip the Tigers? Probably not. I don't know. He, he got six. So he only oh, missed he two. He must have. the Tigers. That was a certainty, Siegs. And then all the way at the bottom is D-Bro, Chapo. Yeah, D-Bro's fucking all the way at the bottom. You are languishing third last at the moment, Miguel. Yeah, that's where I like And to Swans is on 11th. What a fucking bunch of gronks. Um, oh, no. You guys want to tell me what you're going to do? Tells me. You want to tell me what you're going to do? Canberra Bulldogs. That's oh. a rough one. I'm just going to go Canberra because surely they can't lose five in a row. Surely they can. <clears throat> I've, tipped oh, but them. I've tipped them twice. Space, yeah. I've only tipped them once. I'm going to give them one more chance before they get put in the bin. 14, can I do half time, full time? Half time, Canberra. Nah, nah, nah. Full time, <laughs> dark off. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take. Uh, Try the, again, man. I'm going to take the food, the spooner. Sorry, I'm going to take Canberra and <laughs> I'm going to take them by four. Yep. I'm taking taking my 12. I'm taking the dogs. Old Gill versus Chicken Chow Money. Old Gill. Old Gill, yeah. It's at the whiteout. I don't know if that helps anyone. It does. It does. I'm going to take Chicken Chow Money. Uh, At Dragons. This is at the um, the Euros bin. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy 
Commies versus the, uh, the yeah, rabbits. Commies for sure. Yeah, that's my fucking lock. Why are we playing Melbourne Storm again? Yeah, what the fuck's we're going playing, on? And we're playing them in New Zealand, if you look closely as well. It makes what the it fuck? At, at not smart stadium. What's going on? Top Greenberg on ice, is he? I don't know what's doing, but I'm tipping the Tigers. <laughs> Me too. It's bro. a home game versus Melbourne in New Zealand. There's there's a fucking riddle. But what why is, Melbourne so soon after we beat them? I don't know. We played them in round two. Money? I don't know. Yeah. It's a good time to beat them. Humiliation. Um, speaking of Mount Smart Stadium, it must be a fucking doubleheader. Yeah. Because we've got the Travelling Circus oh, first, first the cows still at Not Very Smart Stadium. I'm going Travelling Circus at home for that, yep. sure. Yeah, I've got them too. Yep. Um, then at the Greasy Spoon, Sandy Sea versus the Horse Lodge. Fuck, that's actually... Fuck, I'm that's going the Sandcastles. Yes. I automated to the Horse Lodge, but I really want the Sandy Castles to get up. I'm going to go. Yeah. It's at home as well. Hopefully that helps. <laughs> Um, Hopefully Marley Brown Is that the same fucking That's not the same mayor That we were at before Marley Brown No they, they change that all the time It's Berghofer <coughs> Yeah but Marley Brown I think they're just doing a, a country rugby league tour Of Queensland Because oh, of the Commonwealth Games, Commonwealth Games. Yeah, right. So it's the Shitans Versus the Dirty Birds At um, I think Dirty Birds Marley Brown Yeah despite the fact That the Shitans Beat the horse I think the Shitans Was a fluke I think Manly Yeah I don't think They're, they're But last that. time I tipped Manly They got fucking smashed So We'll tip the Shitans then. Put your money where your tips is. All right. Shitans. And then I've got, uh, sorry, there's Paramatasala versus the Black Panthers at the Panthers. at the withdrawal. Pantherinas. Yeah. Submitting. And that's it. Oh, I've submitted my tips. Missing us already? Then get involved with us through the socials. You can find the doctor on Twitter at? The P Doctor. Or Miguel at? Schmick Riviera. And me at The Biggest Tiger. Find the pot on Facebook. Give us a share and a review so you can get some thank yous from the boys. Via at SportsBFFs. You can also find the pod on Insta and Twitter through at SportsBFFs, where we encourage questions, comments, and of course, the bands. If you want audio, if you want audio, audio engineering, get around Mercho through our socials. Want any visual design done, like our super rad logo? Our mate Anna does excellent watercolour illustrations, scamps and storyboards. Find her at www.strongpencil.com. Please don't forget to subscribe and review us on iTunes because the Apple robots love that. And with that, please tune in next week to find from the Doctor who took a shot, missed, but we're still giving a point. Miguel telling us about the excitement of watching people pretend to hurt themselves. And from me explaining in nauseating detail how the West Tigers can still win the NRL Premiership again. Talk to you then, sports best friends. 